you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey there, it's Crystal here. I'm back to share with you about the love of Christ this month. When we chose this theme, I was just finishing up my reading in the Old Testament and starting to read through the Gospels. And I just kept thinking that the Gospel truly is the greatest love story ever told. And the love story really begins with Adam. Imagine that sweet fellowship that he had with God as the first man, made in the image of God. Of course, we know the story, and we know that that sweet fellowship came to an abrupt end when Adam willfully sinned against God and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. From that point on, God began working his plan to redeem his people back to himself, and that plan was Jesus. Listen to John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And then over in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, and I know these are familiar verses, but they're worth hearing again. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The great love of God is seen in his willingness to give the greatest gift— his son, as a willing sacrifice for your sins and mine. We celebrate the birth of Jesus this month because we know the end of the story, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. When we admit we are sinners in need of salvation, believe Jesus died for our sins and rose again, and call upon the Lord, we are promised an eternal home in heaven. And while that complete gospel story demonstrates God's great love toward us, I want to spend the next few minutes looking at some of the ways Jesus showed love during his earthly ministry. As I was reading through the gospels, I noticed that it often said, Jesus had compassion on them. So I was very interested in that word compassion, and I looked it up in Webster's 1828 Dictionary, and it is suffering with another, painful sympathy, a mixed passion made up of love and sorrow. And so I want to take a look at five different areas in which Jesus showed compassion and how we should strive to do the same. First, in Matthew nine thirty-five through 38, Jesus had compassion for the lost. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Just as Jesus had compassion on the lost, we also need to see people in need of salvation. 
If we will see people as Jesus did and have compassion on them, I think it would help us to be bold witnesses for Christ. The second area that I see Jesus had compassion was for those that were in need of physical healing. You know the stories of him healing the sick, the lame, the blind, the deaf. In Matthew 14, 13 through 14, it says, When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. We can show compassion to those going through an illness or a sickness by coming alongside them, praying for their healing, encouraging them, and helping them in any way that we can. The third thing I saw was that Jesus had compassion for those with physical needs. In Mark 8, 1-3, it says, In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way, for divers of them came from far." So while we can't feed them as Jesus did, we can give to those in need. We can recognize when someone is in need of physical things, whether that's food, clothing, or other areas where we can be a help. The next thing I see is that Jesus had compassion for those who were grieving. In Luke seven eleven, it says, And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. So in that passage we see that Jesus had compassion for this widow who had lost her son, but you can always look to John chapter 11 to see how he had compassion on Mary and Martha when Lazarus had died. So Jesus has compassion on those who are grieving. And in the same way, we can be compassionate when we know someone is going through a time of grief. The final thing I noticed as I was reading through the Gospels was that Jesus had compassion for his disciples, his followers. The word is not used in the book of John, but we can certainly see his compassion, his love toward us, as he tries to prepare the disciples and future believers for his death and departure from this world. John chapter 14 verse 1 through 3 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to if, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So we can see there that Jesus did not want our hearts to be troubled. He wanted us to trust that he was preparing a place for us, and he promises to come again for us. If we look down into verse 16, It says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, 
even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. And if we drop down to verse 26, it says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we can see here that Jesus is promising to give us the Comforter, the Holy Spirit would come after he left this earth, and with that comes peace. Again, in 1633, it says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And then finally, in John 15, 9 through 10, it says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. So we see that he wanted us to abide, to continue, to dwell, and rest in his love that he has for us. In the same section of scripture, we are commanded to love one another. It says in verse 12, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. I think Christ is the greatest example of love. And the examples I've shared with you today are only just some of what we would find as we read through the Gospels. May we take time this month not just to consider the love that Christ showed us, but his example of love and how he would desire us to live that out toward others. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.